Gently, said the dark fairy, and then she picked up her wand. Seventeen years of life for this girl, and then she'll climb the stairs that twirl. A needle point that comes with a wheel, she'll prick her finger and no longer feel. A life for a life, that is the way. Her life will end on her seventeenth birthday, and with a crash and a bang, the dark fairy left the party. There was a stunned silence, and then the queen began to cry. The king looked about desperately. Can anyone do anything? Then he saw the last fairy, who hadn't yet given her gift. You, he said. Me, said the fairy. But this fairy was very new and very young. She didn't have as much experience as the dark fairy, and she certainly had no idea how to break the spell. I'll give it a go, she said. She picked up her wand and she gulped. Princess, on your seventeenth birthday, you won't die, but asleep you'll lay, and one hundred years you'll miss until awoken by true love's kiss. And the spell was cast. The young fairy was quite pleased with herself, but the king was not so pleased. One hundred years, he boomed. One hundred years? What good is that? We'll all be dead and buried. Get out. You're banished. And the fairy fled. Time passed, and Aurora grew up to be a beautiful, graceful, kind-hearted girl who couldn't sing. Her parents doted on her, but she wasn't spoiled. Well, not too much. It was the day before her seventeenth birthday. Daddy, what have you got me this year? she asked. Is it another pony? Is it one of those new telephone things or, or an automobile? But instead of looking at her and smiling like he normally did, her father looked at her with anger. You're not having a birthday this year, he said. Go to your room. Princess Aurora's eyes filled with tears and she ran to her room where she cried and cried and cried until, oh, she said, he's joking. He must have a secret present for me somewhere. And as the sun began to rise on her seventeenth birthday, Princess Aurora got out of bed and began to search the castle. She went from room to room to room until she arrived at a part of the castle she'd never been to before. Aurora, she heard. Aurora. Something was calling her, and she found herself strangely drawn to the sound which led her to the bottom of a twirly staircase. Aurora, this way. Step by step she climbed up and up, round and round, until she found a door she'd never seen before. The door opened all on its own, and inside was a thing she'd never known. A wheel spinning and a point that glimmered and shone and drew her on. Aurora could not help herself. The needle cooled and she was pulled. Her hand outstretched, her finger reached, her safety breached. She pricked her finger and saw the blood, and all of a sudden, like a mighty flood, the tiredness came and she fell down on the bed, fast asleep, not quite dead. The king woke with a start and felt a gnawing at his heart. He ran and ran to find his young Aurora, but he never quite caught up with his sleeping daughter, because waiting in the palace grounds was the young fairy he'd banished. She took out her wand and cast a spell, until Aurora awakens with love's first kiss. Join her, everyone, 
in sleep-filled bliss. The king went to sleep, the queen went to sleep, the butler went to sleep, the cook went to sleep, the stable boy went to sleep, even the dogs went to sleep. And when everyone was fast asleep, the fairy made a huge forest of thorns grow around the castle, just to make sure that no one bothered them for one hundred years. Approximately one hundred years later, a young prince was busy having a good time. One day, I'll be king, he said, but right now, I just want to have fun. And he did have fun, lots of it. He had horses and fast cars, he had computer games and surround sound television, he had a plane and holiday homes all over the world. He of course had lots of friends and the last thing he wanted was a girl messing it all up. But his father had other ideas. Edward, he said one night, Edward, my son, it's about time you found your...